When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Huskers are going to win for the first time in Omaha since Jake Muehlheisen did in 2004 in an NIT game against the Blue Jays. And for the first time in the regular season winning in Omaha for the first time since 1995, Greasel brings it across the timeline. Take that monkey off our backs. The Huskers at the horn winning this puppy. Ten points, 63-53 to 53 over Creighton. What a win that was for the Nebraska Corn Huskers. And to talk about that more is our man, Robin Washett, the Nebraska senior team writer for Husker Online of the On3 Sports. And you can give him a follow at Robin Washett. Robin, thanks for joining us this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited to make my coffee and cream debut. <laughs> Perhaps on the new show, boys. Thank hey, you. Thank you. I, I tried to explain my affinity for you to Andrew, and he looked at me sideways. So I figured, whatever. The more we talk, the, the more, more like upside down. The, the more we talk to you, the more he'll get it. So, like, you've seen a ton, and <laughs> you're close to this. I just want to, like, personally, like the level of the or the ability to be able to exhale. Did you actually do that, or were you typical Robin and, like, stayed kind of measured in, in the moment and, like, kind of this is my job, Robin? Like, I, I'm curious when you watch that thing from start to finish, how they kind of systematically took them apart. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely didn't go full-blown Kent. Uh, you know, <laughs> Get that uh, monkey off their there. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the whole time, I'm sure I was a lot like a lot of Nebraska other Nebraska fans out there that was like, all right, well, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? When's Creighton going to figure it out? When's this game going to finally flip? But every time Creighton went on, there were, um, you know, short little runs, you know, like whether it was a four-point play or a 7-0 run or whatever it may be, Nebraska found an answer, and they did it quickly. Uh, they got defensive stops right away, and they kept the game under control from start to finish, didn't trail at all in the second half, and um, really kind of, I guess, as close to dominating that game as you could you could ask for. Uh, and so it was more just kind of surprise, like, you know, I, I can't believe they're doing this because going in, I gave them zero chance at winning that game, just given the history of that series, um, given what that game meant for Creighton coming off that loss at Texas where they shot so poorly. I figured they were going to come out with um, – something to prove and try to make a statement out there and then hit 15 three-pointers and it was going to be over by the uh, you know first media timeout but it didn't happen and Nebraska was the one that was dictating the pace um, you know the play of, of Sam Greasel to to not get sped up and um, hold Creighton to two fast break points the entire game and zero in the first half um, you know Nebraska's game plan worked to perfection and obviously they got heroic efforts from Derek Walker, Sam Greasel, but it was a complete team effort in that regard to where everybody was doing their role to maximum ability. So it was really, you know, one of those deals where you're like just kind of astonished that everything went Nebraska's way and everything that needed to happen for them to win that game 
happens, you know, exactly how they would hope. So, yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know if it was a more of a, a relief or anything like that. It was more just like, wow, I, I can't believe what I just watched. How about getting a 50-50 balls like Bandamel and some of these guys were getting on the floor too, which they hadn't really done. I, I, I try to explain this to Andrew. I said there was that stretch from about, 6.50 in the second half to about five minutes where I think you finally maybe started to think, okay, this is going to happen, right? Because Creighton got the little pick and, and lob. Nebraska comes down and gets the, the, the runner off the glass from Tomanaga. Then Creighton gets the four-point play. Greasel comes down and gets the and one where he slips back door. Creighton comes down and hits a mid-range. Nebraska gets back-to-back baskets from Walker on some putbacks. And I'm thinking, that was the chance when I felt like Creighton's crowd was finally trying to get into it. And Nebraska answered in that little two-minute stretch with some fantastic plays. And you're thinking, wait a minute. This just isn't going to happen for Creighton today, is it? Do you remember that stretch that I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, exactly. And, uh... You know, the, the the Greasel answer off that four-point play I thought was pretty cool. Huge. As critical as any any of them. I mean, just because that was like, you know, that was like, all right, here we go. Creighton's going to start doing Creighton stuff. And, you know, everybody, I think the home crowd was like, all right, finally, now we're going to get rolling here. And then the next trip down court, Sam answers with an and one. And he converts it. Now, that, that was a big thing where uh, a lot of times in previous games, they've had those opportunities and they've missed those free throws. So when, the, when they can really take control of the game, they leave points on the floor. So that was a critical stretch. Sam Greasel's play kind of highlights that for me. But, I mean, Derek Walker was fantastic all night. And the, the little two-man game right that – Ryan Kalkbrenner. The little two-man game that he played, chest. right? The, like at the yeah. fi- at the 5.30 mark where it was just him and Greasel kind of isoed and Walker had the little slip. And you're like, oh, my goodness. That was a crafty move from the big fella. And it's like – and I've been hard, Robin. I've been hard on Derek, right? I'm just like, why would you want to come back for your, your uh, another year and not try to maximize? But apparently, he's maybe turning the corner. Yeah, I mean, he's playing by far the best basketball of his career, and that's coming off a season where he set the school single season record for uh, you know shooting percentage. So, I mean, like, uh, giving him back was as critical as any off-season roster move um, that Nebraska could have hoped for. And we've seen it, just the difference that he's made from when he missed the first five games to when he returns. They are a different team with him on the floor. Even against Creighton, you saw it. When he was in the game, Nebraska's offense operated at a completely different level than it did when he had to leave early because of foul trouble when he picked up those two fouls. You know, Fred has talked about after the game how they were just like hoping and praying to get to the media timeout to – uh, you know, be able to just steal some minutes with Derek on the bench, so they could save him for the as the final stretch. So, uh, I mean, he's for any success Nebraska's had over these last few games. Derek Walker is at the forefront mm. of why it's happening, and for them, you know, whatever they do from here on out, it's going to be on the back of Derek Walker, just because he is so critical for everything they do offensively. You guys brought up a ton of good points there, Robin, and we're talking to Robin Washit. Uh, right now on Hale Varsity Radio, Coffee and Cream in the Morning. Robin, this is 
a big win for this program, obviously, but when it comes to Fred Hoiberg, this is an even bigger win for him. I'm not saying this win completely removes him from the hot seat that he, he's been on, but it, it's a big jump uh, with his career at Nebraska, in my opinion. I don't know if you, you can touch on that a little bit in this question, too, but I think his ability to game plan shouldn't get overlooked when it comes to taking down Creighton and even taking out the teams that came before him. How does that set up Nebraska when it comes to Big Ten play this week? Well, I mean, that's, that's the problem. Like, as great as this win was, now they have to turn around and do it again at Indiana, who was the preseason number one team in the Big Ten. Uh, so, I mean, like, that, that's kind of the, the hard part is where you watch a game like yesterday and you see Nebraska is, this is as good of a team as they've had in a long time. By far the best team they've had since Fred has been here. But the how grueling this schedule is it's just it's just hard to picture that truly being reflected in their final win loss record just because i mean of the degree of difficulty to where you you go to indiana and oh by the way then you got purdue coming to town right after that and then oh you got to play kansas state who started six and one uh and play them down in kansas city like it's it's just one thing after another with this schedule and so you know that's that's a lot to ask for for any program i think when then all said and done they're going to have like a top three most difficult strength of schedule in the country uh, by the end of the season. And that's, you know, so you got to kind of keep that in mind when you evaluate the job that Fred and the staff have done. You know, you got to kind of look at it in two different ways. You got to look at what their, their win loss record is. And then you got to look at what the, uh, the product looks like on the floor and, you know, what, what they, what the, what the picture looks like, how competitive they are in these games and getting a win, against your in-state rival and doing it in that fashion, that is a huge feather in Fred's cap. And one that when you kind of reevaluate uh, the job that he's done looking back at the end of the year, that's going to be one of the first things you point to as, uh, you know, why he should stay. And so that was a, a critical game for Fred in a critical year, um, you know, as far as discussing his future at Nebraska – that's the type of game that can go a long way, um, not only to you know, making this season um, more successful than some may have thought, but also kind of helping sell Trev and Nebraska's administration on kind of what his long-term plan is, and you know this new identity that they're building. That you know, if you give them a few more years, they're going to continue to recruit to this style and um, you know recruit those types of players that uh, are making this thing work right now. That um, you know that that could maybe buy him a little time to stick around here and and continue to try to build this thing in in this new direction. Robin, you're a super higher-level thinker. Let me ask you this to get you out of here. Could a rising tide lift all boats with this administration going forward for Nebraska's sports program finally, do you think? I do think there's something to be said for that. Like, you see it at other programs where when you have, you know, a handful of programs or, you know, competing at a championship level, I do think that that you know there's there's a carryover with with other with other programs, and so you know when there's new energy, um, you know new excitements with a program like like football at a place like Nebraska, uh, I, I do think that there's going to be carryover with that. Um, you know it re-energizes the fan base, it re-energizes you know people within the building, um, you know from from the very top onto the bottom, and you know you you pair um, you know the, the the happenings with football with a win like Nebraska has, and actually three straight wins, um, you know, over high major opponents. You know that 
you can get some mojo going. And I, I do think that that's something that Nebraska clearly has not had in a long, long time to where their men's athletics have been the butt of a lot of jokes for far too long. And now, you know, there's, there's a little bit of optimism. There's a little bit of reason for excitement. And maybe that can kind of get, get the, the snowball rolling down the mountain a little bit and, um, you know, give Nebraska an edge that they haven't had in far too long. Robin, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining the show. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Robin. Sounds good, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's it for Coffee and Cream this morning here on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency.